Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show, Fibromyalgia Real Solutions with Amanda Love. And today's guest is Jennifer. So welcome to the show. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be uh, collaborating with you in this way. Yeah, me too. So tell me a little bit about your story. Um, So professionally, I am the publisher of an online wellness magazine called Peaceful Living Wellness. We are a community of wellness professionals who put out content every month in the form of blogs or vlogs or podcasts. And it's all information to help people live happier, healthier lives in an easier way. I am also a burnout prevention specialist, um, a coach that I work with women who are trying to break out of what I call the cycle of busy. And they're wanting to live lives that are just more meaningful, that they have more purpose and that they enjoy, that they have joy in their lives. Uh, So I am all about helping people live lives that are easy, peaceful, and joyful. And I know that's hard when people have pain on a regular basis. Yeah, that's so true. So what do you teach people about slowing down and being less busy? Because we're going back into our whole out of COVID, hopefully. Right? Hopefully. Hopefully. It's been so interesting that even during COVID, um, women in particular are staying busy. Yeah, it is. It's so true. I hear it all the time. Yeah, right? So we, as human beings, become addicted to the hormones that are associated with that state of stress. It's being busy as a state of stress. And if you think about it in that way, think about that you are putting your body under stress all the time. Busy people even have busy dreams, research has shown. So they will wake up in the morning being exhausted even if they've slept a full night's sleep. Right. I have a five-step process I take people through. It's in a little mini course, very low priced. And, um, you know, it's based on getting real with your values. What is important to you? So when people are ready to break out of the cycle of busy, that's where we start. And then we just get rid of all the other stuff. All the right. stuff that is like, no, this isn't in my value system. You'd be surprised how much stuff we do that we're like, why are we doing this when we really look at it? Well, what what do you think? What do you see that people look at that they decide that's not what they need anymore? So much of what people take out of their schedules is based upon what they think other people are going to be judging them for. That's true. they're looking at their own lives. They are basing their schedule on what they think other people want from them. Right now, in some cases, it's true that they do have other people who are making these demands. And so one of the things I do is I empower them. And you and I were just talking about this before our recording, I empower them to set boundaries. So one of the main examples that I see, because I work with a lot of moms is driving the kids to all of the things (laughs) women seem to have parents these days seem to have forgotten about carpool so the kids can still go to their things 
but you don't have to drive them to every practice. You don't have to be at every practice. Being a soccer mom or a baseball mom doesn't mean that you are at every single thing. This is something new that we're doing. That's a lot of commitment. It's a lot of commitment. For the women I work with um, who are not parents, it's actually really interesting that they are doing things both in their workplace, and the moms do this too, but also in their personal lives based upon trying to impress people. So Uh they're doing extra work. They're um, going out of their way to work longer hours, work harder to appear that they are um, the most productive person in their company. And I know that's an important thing to do, but there are ways to do that that are more efficient and that you're going to take care of yourself. Really, if you're taking good care of yourself, you're actually going to be more productive. Putting in a 90 hour work week, actually you're less productive than you would if you were putting in a 40 and a 35 hour work week. My sister, they're having her do 50 hour work weeks right now. And that's a lot. Yeah. 50 hour work week is a lot. And we have so much great research out there now from the workplace psychology field that shows that actually we are most productive for about 20 minutes an hour. So that makes total sense. Right? <laughs> right? Right. So we need to take breaks on a regular basis. We are also most productive within a six to eight hour day. So when we hit, especially that eight hour mark and we start working into hour nine, 10, 11, and 12, our productivity goes down. And we actually are working so much less efficiently that we're getting, we're getting less done in the following days as well. So this, this American work ethic that we have, it's taking place in Canada and, and Europe as well. Now it's actually causing less productivity and unhealthier people. Yeah. And then people just burn out. Yes. I mean, that's. That's what happened to my sister a couple weeks ago. She just burnt out and she has an almost two-year-old also. So that's right. So and her, and her husband is in Hawaii and she's in Arizona because he's an engineer. So he's been in Hawaii for almost three months. Oh my. And yeah. And he might even, um, and he wasn't supposed to be over there for that long and stuff. So she has to take care of the two-year-old all by herself. So it was like, like it was a crash for her. So then yeah. he had a, he, he, her husband was worried. So he told his parents, oh, because the parents live close by, oh, can you take the two-year-old for the weekend? So she right. had some sleep because the two-year-old's not sleeping. <laughs> right. Because as women, we take on multiple, multiple roles. So she's not only taking on the role of mother, employee, right? Sister, probably daughter for your parents, probably friend, but she's taking on two parenting roles, right? She's double parent right now. And of course with a two-year-old, woo! Right. The two-year-old's not sleeping. Well, two-year-olds also, they have a lot of energy when they are not sleeping. Yeah. She's like, she said to me, she's like, yeah, she's not sleeping. And I'm like, I'm sorry. If I had, if I lived in the same city, I would of course help out. But I mean, she lives a couple hours away, but I mean, 
Oh yeah. But it's like, it's just a crap. It's like your body can only take as much as it could take before you break down. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, burnout is definitely an emotional and mental state, but it's also a physical state. Yeah. And we are now showing such a bright line between stress and burnout type stress and fibromyalgia right. and other types of chronic pain, um, immunocompromised um, illnesses and um, chronic, chronic fatigue syndrome as well. Yeah. So then you put an, an immunosuppressed situation in, or you put chronic pain in from fibromyalgia or even localized chronic pain, you put uh, chronic fatigue in and you get into a cycle where your burnout is getting even worse because your health is not good and then your health is not good. So it's, it's this cycle of it's hard to get out of. And that's when people really need to make drastic changes in their lives because they won't get out of it if they don't. Yeah. I, it, sometimes you have to make those drastic changes. Absolutely. And for those people who are not all the way in burnout, but they are um, maybe burning out in one area of their lives. I'm going to use a real lightweight example here. I've been the head chef in my family for 20 years. (laughs) I am so burned out on cooking dinner, right? I'm so burned out on being in charge of all the meals. Yeah, again, it's it's a lot. Right? So I'm not burned out in my life overall, but I'm burned out in this one particular area. So in different areas, you can deal with them individually. And burnout, stress, they are also on a spectrum. So people can be stressed to a point where they're starting to lose sleep. They're really feeling um, some of the effects in their lives. Maybe they're having a little anxiety or we can go all the way down into, we're having a lot of anxiety. We're not sleeping at all. We're not functioning at work. Into we're in a place where we're in pain all the time. For me, the health effects from my burnout story were actually internal Mm -hmm. and I found out after going through stress 20 years prior in my first career, I have a doctorate. I went through graduate school. I went into the professoriate and all of the stress of that I had, I got married and had kids during that too. It, I I didn't really feel a lot of it until I felt a lot of it. Right. But I was like, okay, my health is okay. Well, guess what? 20 years later, I almost killed my pancreas. We caught it just in the nick of time. And literally I had already had all of these techniques in place to keep my stress under control that with a slight dietary change, I was able to heal my pancreas. It it was insulin. So Uh I was able to get my insulin levels back down with just diet and stress management techniques instead of medication. Um, and we can do that. But the, the point I want to make from this is that I don't want any of you guys to get to the point where your pancreas is going to go into diabetes. Yeah. I don't want any of you guys to get to the point where your fibromyalgia is at such a, a place that you can barely get out of bed in the morning. Cause I have friends who have fibromyalgia that they have been in that place. 
I was in that place. Yeah. And it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's hard when you can't even take a shower. It's painful to even take a shower. Right. Right. Even having, even having a, anyone touch me or hug me that for a long time, that was very depressing and stuff. And I mean, so when I finally was able to have that, I would do it all the time because it was so important. You don't realize how much touch is just as important as like the food and everything else. Absolutely. And so that, that's what we're probably missing in this past year. Oh, absolutely. Human com- like connection. Depression and anxiety are at record highs. Unfortunately, uh, suicide is at record highs. And the experts believe that it is because of lack of human connection. Um, we need to really bear that in mind um, and not drop our precautions, not go out and say, okay, I just, I can be around people now, but you know, use the face masks, be in your, your safe group, but definitely, definitely have that human connection. It is the number one thing we can do to prevent stress. And it's, just, it's real easy to do. It is. But I, I think that's so interesting and heartbreaking that your fibromyalgia got to a point where you couldn't even receive hugs. Yeah. Not as- I can't really share that, but yeah, it's crazy to think I about think, it. I think that you're empowering people and I'm sure there will be listeners who will be saying, oh my gosh, that's how I am, right? Yeah. You, yeah, my neck, my neck, my shoulders would like where it'd be so painful. I remember one time my aunt came out of, we came out after visiting my grandma because she had to be in like a, a place at one point and stuff after she had been in the hospital. And I remember my aunt hugging me and I'm, when, I didn't tell her, but it was painful, right? It's you wish when you're in so much pain. Yes. And people don't realize that unless they're dealing with pain. Yes. And what I love about your message on on your podcast is that it gives so much hope, right? You're able to share your own story of healing. And then you have guests on who help other help add to that with their tips of how to prevent and heal, prevent the pain from coming back, but also heal pain. Yeah, I've had, I had some, I've had some amazing guests so far. And then I've had just people, they might not have fibromyalgia, but they have some story where they've overcome it, which is inspiring. It inspires me. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, and I haven't personally had fibromyalgia, um, but I have had, and I still have chronic pain from auto accidents when I was in my early twenties. So we're talking oh, years ago. Yeah. And that soft tissue damage. And it's the same techniques. It's the same burnout prevention techniques. It's the same stress management techniques that I have to use to keep myself functioning so that my neck and shoulders don't, you guys are listening. You don't know that I'm, I'm pointing at my neck and shoulders. 
that they don't get so painful that I'm bedridden. Right. It's the same techniques as we would use for fibromyalgia or any other chronic pain syndrome. Yeah, it's it's all it's what we have to do to keep ourselves doing what we want to do in life. And we have to take care of ourselves. Yeah. That's the biggest message. But we can't do that until we get out of the cycle of busy. Right? And we can't do that until we prioritize ourselves. Oh my. Say, yeah. It's okay that I need to rest now. And maybe that means meditation. Maybe that means grandpa and grandma take the two-year-old for the weekend. Right. Maybe that means you go for a massage. Maybe that means you take a nap. You know, you when people say to themselves, I need, I call it putting the oxygen mask on myself first. Right. I need to put the oxygen mask on myself first. You know, it's from that airplane metaphor. Right. That's the only way that I can then take care of other people. That's the only way that I can then show up in my life as my authentic and whole self. Right. And you, if you have to, you really have to schedule it into your planner if you're not going to, right? Yes. Yes. Now, one of the things that we do at Peaceful Living Wellness is we have a free Facebook group. It's called the Peaceful Living Wellness Community. And we hold each other accountable in that group to self-care. So I really want to invite your listeners into that group. Come on to, you can go into the Facebook page at Peaceful Living Wellness. There's a little join button up in the top, or you can go into groups and look for Peaceful Living Wellness Community. Again, it's a free group. And in there, we, and I say we, because I have a, a team that works with me, we post all sorts of inspirations for taking care of yourself, right. but we also hold each other accountable and we come in and say, Hey, how's it going? And if you're off track, how can we get you back on track? Because you're important, right? Your health is important. And so we love that. And it helps me because I'm in there, you know, I'm in there doing my thing and yeah. it helps the people in the group as well. And it's completely free. Uh, it's, it's something that we want to provide to our community. Yeah, that's great. I'll definitely put that in the show notes. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. So is there anything else you would like to share? I just want to say thank you for having me on and thank you for sharing your message and your story, because again, you provide so much hope and inspiration for people to heal. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that is hard for me as a coach, as a healer myself, is that so many people, they think that they can't heal or right. mm-hmm. they think that they don't deserve it. So they stay that's in their space lives. Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, it's really sad, but it's, it's so many it's, people. It's, it's, it's so many people. Yeah. And again, I think a lot of it comes from they're, they're looking at themselves through other people's eyes. Like right. maybe their parents from when they were growing up, we call this old scripts. Maybe it's um, their peer group or their neighbors that they don't want them to think they're a bad mom. Maybe it's their employee peer, their, their uh, employment peer group. Uh, we don't, I, I want to look like I'm the best employee. But what I want to really encourage everybody 
is to do what Amanda has been sharing with you through all of these podcasts. Look at yourself through your own eyes. What do you need to do for you to take care of yourself? And yeah, I mean, you and I are so in alignment on that. And I just am grateful to you for allowing me to reach out to your community um, to be able to add to your beautiful voice. Thank you. And I'm so glad you invited me to write the article every couple months and stuff. Yes, everybody. <laughs> Amanda is also going to be a contributor at Peaceful Living Wellness. So these podcasts will be going in there and she's going to be writing some articles. So you can find all sorts of amazing wellness professionals inside the magazine. And I know I call it a magazine, but it's free. You don't have to pay for a subscription. You can just come in and partake of all of that wonderfulness. And you can find Amanda in there now as well. Yeah. So thank you so much for that. And this was great. This is a great conversation. So thank you. I thought it was too. And um, I hope that everybody got something out of it and is inspired to start with their values, break out of that cycle of busy, take care of themselves and find more meaning, purpose, and joy in their lives. That's beautiful.